fresh word with Reverend Today Amosu. Let's read Isaiah together, 64 verse 7. It says, And there is no one who calls on your name, who stirs himself up to take hold of you. For you have hidden your face from us, and have consumed us because of your, our iniquities. One more time, listen to it, verse 7. I want to read the first part. There is no one who calls on your name, who stirs himself up to take hold of you. Let's spend our time together today to talk about how to take hold of God. That word, take hold of God, has some meaning more than just holding God physically. To take hold of God, it means that in our hour of need, in our hour of struggle, in the time of emergency, we can lay hold of God. We can, bro- we can, we can bring God on the scene. We can ask God to show up. So you see, no one calls upon your name. No one stirs up himself to take hold of you and bring you on the scene. See, a lot of times people think that God doesn't show up. It's not because God doesn't want to show up, but because we don't stir up ourselves enough to take hold of God. So today, I want to talk about how do you stir up yourself? How do you get up to take hold of God and bring him on the scene in your hour of need? in your hour of struggle, or in your hour of emergency. We must know how to do this. Just like when you have money, that's not enough. In the hour of need, when you need to spend the money, you must know how to spend that money. You must know how to take hold of that money and use it in the market or wherever you are going to use it for exchange. The same way, we can have God in our lives, we can go to church, but at our hour of need, or the hour of emergency, we must know how to take hold of God. We must know how to bring God on the same. And that's important. That we have to do ourselves. So today, let's examine how to do this in our lives, in our situations, in our need, in our emergency. He said, no one takes hold of you. What do we do? Let's get into it. We must learn that we must learn to seek God when it can be found. That is very, very important. Many of us sometimes we seek God after it's so late. We don't get to God when we should get to God. Or we struggle to come along and then time is gone on us. Let's take a look at Isaiah 55 verse 5. It says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Praise God. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Simply saying that there, are, there is a time you need to come to God. Time to seek him. And when is the best time to seek God? When is the best time for God to be found? In our hour of need. In our hour of struggle. In our hour of emergency. Or you just need God to do something in your life and you just can't do it by yourself or nobody else can do it for you. At that moment, you must know how to bring God on the scene in your life and invite him to act accordingly. You see, calling upon the name of the Lord also means that. It means to call, just like you say, doctor, you say, you know, you call somebody, you call police, you call whatever you call. You, you want to get attention to be toward you. So when we call upon the name of the Lord, it's because we want him to be available to us at that moment. 
That is important. I want us to look at the word of God. How do you do, 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 do just do that? How do you bring God on the scene? How do you take hold of God? Or how do you call upon his name in that moment of need or struggle or emergency? Let's hear what David had to say in Psalm 34. Listen to this in verse 17. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Oh, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their trouble. Listen, verse 18 says, The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save so that have a contrite spirit. So if you are broken hearted, if something is missing, something is needed, something is struggling in your life, something is an emergency in your life, that's an hour of brokenness in your life. And God says, God is near to you. God is not far away. God is not distant. It's not a distant deity. You want to be there, but you have to do something. The righteous cry out. There must be a proper crying out. And they will listen to you. In fact, look at verse 15, Psalm 34, one more time. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. That's a crying out to God. That's a crying out to bring God on the scene. Like a child will cry out. Maybe something happens to him. Say, Daddy, Mommy. In that moment, the father or the mother will leap to their feet and then attend to the child. That's the way it is. And God is our Papa. God is our Father. And He loves us so much that when we cry out to Him, His ears are open to our cry. So we're going to look at today, how do you do that well? How do you cry out to the Lord? How do you come to the Lord? How do you go out to go and bring Him on the scene? That, that's important for us. So, you know, you know that if you want to get a person of a banker, you go to the bank. If you want to get a of a doctor, you go to the hospital. What, what do you do if you want to get a person of God? Where do you go to? <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Uh, let's look at our Bible says about that. Where do you go? How do you go? You know, you can't go physically because God is not a physical being. God is a spirit. So when you go to God to bring him on the scene, to take hold of him, you can't take hold of him physically speaking. You can't go take God physically and ask him to come physically to where you are or your hour of need. God is his spirit. So how do you bring him? How do you get down there to bring him? Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6. It says this, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that is a rewarder of those who seek him diligently. Wow. I'm talking about how to take hold of God, how to seek God, how to you know, bring God on the same. And it's, this verse says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God, so you are, you're going to come to God, you're going to come to him to bring him on the same. He says, he that comes to God must believe that he is. He is able to do what you are looking at for him to do. And it's also a rewarder of them that seek him diligently. See that word over there? If you are going to bring God on the scene, if you are going to take hold of God, you must believe God is there for you and he will do what he says he will do concerning you. And secondly, you must believe he will reward you if you seek him diligently. There is no use going to God thinking he will not help you no matter what you do. You're going to have to go with that confidence in your heart that God is your healer in the hour of your sickness. God is provider in the hour of your lack. God is a protector in the hour of you know, danger. And that God is. And then second, you must also believe that he's a rewarder. He will reward you. He won't turn you away if you sincerely come. 
Now God said to Jeremiah, you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. It's important for us to come with that wholeness of heart to God and seek him. And that's important. So we cry out to God and we come to God with believing. If you don't believe, we cannot get hold of God. If you don't believe he is, and I will reward our searching, our looking out for him. I don't just wasting our time. For instance, if you are going somewhere, you're just going to have to believe that at the end of that you're going, you will meet the person you're going to go to go meet there. I mean, at the end of that job, you're looking forward to a salary. And so, at the end of searching and seeking and taking hold, you will find God. Don't ever go with the mindset that, I'm not sure what will happen. You're not going to find God. You must believe that He is and He rewards them that seek Him diligently. This is important for us to understand. And I want you to take hold of that very well in your spirit, that God is available, is near to those who are brokenhearted, and the righteous cry out, and the Lord hears, and delivers them out of all their troubles. So, if you go to God to bring them on the scene, be very well assured that He will come on the scene. He will not abandon, He will not leave you, He will not forsake you, but you have to believe that and go after Him enough to secure His hearing, and you don't turn back until you have brought Him on the scene. If you see people in the Bible, that's what they do. They don't turn back. They never turn back until they see God move in their situation. So let's talk more about that. I want to give us some, some classic examples in the Bible of how to do that. How do you bring God on the scene? How do you take hold of God in your hour of need? Let's go down to this famous passage about Jehoshaphat in the Bible and see the hour of need and see how the man uh, took hold of God. Let's take a look there. Chapter 20, Second Chronicles. Verse 1, it happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them beside the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria and the Azantama. And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judea, all Judah. Now, look at that. We, we just saw that Jehoshaphat was confronted with about three armies to attack him. And when he heard that news, he did what any normal human beings will do when you are overwhelmed. He got afraid. He was terrified. But he went beyond normal things that human beings would do. Look at verse 3. And Jehoshaphat fear and set himself to seek the Lord. That means he set himself to take hold of God. He set himself to bring God on the scene. He set himself to call upon the name. He proclaimed a fast. So when your hour of need comes, when you are in any emergency, don't just take it for granted that God will do something by and by. You know, no, you're going to have to set. Like, Set an alarm. You set the time. You go to God and he proclaimed the fast to make it quite serious. Listen to this in verse 4, 20 verse 4, 7 Chronicles. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Then Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the New court. Wow. So there was a moment 
There was a time, there was a place. When you are going to take hold of God, you need to have a moment and a time. You're going to say, I'm taking this time to go to God. I need to find God. I need to seek God. I need to bring God on the scene in this matter. And then you just don't wander around and say, I will do this when I come back. No, you take that time, you set it apart. That's make, make the hour holy. Lord, holy means set apart. And you set it apart to say, I want to go find God. I want to bring God on the scene over here. It's like you're going to conference room with God. And, 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 and Joseph did that and they brought all people of Judah together and said, let's go seek the Lord. And he began to pray. And in his prayer, it was amazing when he began to pray. Let's look at what he prayed. And said, oh Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand, is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Are you not our God who drove out the inhabitant of this land before your own people Israel and gave it to the descendant of Abraham, your friend, forever? Now, look at this. He said, are you not God? First of all, he said, you are God. You are God, Father. And I said, you are our God. So when you go to God to bring him on the scene, you say, Lord, you are God indeed. And second, you are my God. And that's what he did. And I said, are you not God? And he was going to quote the prayer and the written word by Solomon. And now, listen to this. He began to report what really happened. Verse 10. And now, here are the people of Ammon, Moab, and Manseh, whom you would not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are, rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your position, which you have, gone us to, you have given us to inherit. See, he was presenting his case and what the enemy, what the problem was facing him, the emergency, the need. You're going to have to go to God and say, God, this is the need I'm facing. This is what's happening in my office. This is what's happening in my home. This is what I'm passing through. Lay it out before the Lord and give your reason. Then he says this next verse 12, which I love. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we have, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Praise the Lord. Can you see that? He said, we don't know what to do. We don't have the power to face this matter. It's not, it's not, it's not bad to confess your weakness and your struggle before God when you are seeking Him. Bring Him on the scene. You say, oh, I can't handle this. That's why I'm calling upon. That's why I need you. You know, they say, our God. You are our God. Oh, our God. You know, that's exclamatory. That's calling. That's seeking. That's looking for God. And, you know, that's important when we are in our hour of need. In our time of emergency, you need to bring God on the scene. I need to talk to God clearly and persuasively from the word of God why this miracle should happen to us. So, learn to bring God on the scene. Remember, Joseph took time and went to a place. We're not just kind of catching prayer on the go. No, he settled down. He took his time. He fasted. He removed food. In this emergency, this hour of need, I need to bring God on the scene now. And I want to focus on this. At this time, in this place, I want to locate God's answer for this hour and God's provision for this need and God's protection for this danger. So he did that and God responded. Verse 14 says, 20, that's 20. And so the Lord came upon Jehaziah, the son of Zechariah. See, 
Spirit of God will respond when you come openly, when you come sincerely, when you come with all your heart, when you come with all honesty of heart. God's going to respond to you. God's going to move on your behalf. God's going to come on the same. When you sincerely call upon Him and spend time to seek His face over the matter. And you know what? They never left the place until God gave them what to do. That is important. In an hour of need, this hour will bring God on the same. You go to God at a time, at a place, and you say, Father, are you not God? Are you not our God? You have given us promise, and this problem has come, and we have no might to fight it. But our eyes are on you. We look up to you. You tell God, I'm looking up to you. I'm expecting you to perform on my behalf. You, this is not just you go around. You know, you said I didn't, didn't send a prayer request and tell him to pray for him while he's doing something else. He went before God himself. You know, many of us want to get prayer contractors to come and do prayer for us and deposit handle our issues. Take your issues to God yourself and call upon him. Your issues cannot make greater impression than yourself before God. You can. People can pray for you, but you are the best person to pray for you. You are the best one to pray for you. So, go before God. Lay out your case before God. And, 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 and don't go around just lamenting. Go to God and He will hear you. Let's see some more. How to bring God on the scene. Let's go to the book of Acts chapter 16. Let's, let's hear about Paul when they were put in prison. What did he do to bring God on the scene? This is important. Take a look. Let's read the Bible. And this is Acts 16 verse 23. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into the prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Well, locked into the innermost part of prison, beaten with many, many stripes. But look at verse 25. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to the God and the prisoners were listening to them. Wow. See, see, in that pain, in that bleeding moment, in that struggle, in that hour of pain, hour of disappointment and locked in and prison, imprisonment, Bible said at midnight. What is the midnight of your life? Midnight is the middle of the night. And the night of our life can be sometimes very pressing, can be very hard. What do you do? Remember Ezekiah, when God sent to him the prophet that he would die, he should put us together. The Bible said he turned his face to the world. The prophet brought him word, but he knew the God of the prophet. So he went to the God of the prophet. You don't have to let prophet have the final word. You can go to God yourself. You can talk to God yourself and he can meet your need and he can take care of you. So that's what they did. Bible says at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. They talked to God. They expressed their heart to God. They told God what's going on. They brought the case to God. And Bible says, and they sang praises. They were singing praises. They were singing hymns to God. You know, in their pain, that's faith. They were Believing that God is going to respond. They were singing to him as their deliverer, as their help in time of trouble, as their refuge, as their great help. Oh, glory to God. They were singing. They were rejoicing. Not because they are already free, 
but because they know the God who is their deliverer and they begin to sing his praise. So that's one thing you must learn to do too in the midst of bringing God on the scene. If you go to take hold of God, you don't do it with complaint and bitterness. You do it with praise and worship and song. In fact, Joseph began to praise God when he was going to the battle. He took soldiers and he put singers before the soldiers. They were singing. And they were singing, God is good. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. What happened? Bam! The enemies were defeated. And they started killing themselves. And so that's what is important here today. I'd like you to see that as you take time to go to God, and as you look out for God, as you cry out to Him, you also do cry in praise. Not just cry in unbelief and doubt and disobedience. But you cry out to God, not in bitterness. You cry to God in praise. God, I'm looking up to you. You are the God of the universe. You are the great God. I believe you. And you set yourself apart to find Him. Say, see the Lord while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. Because He is near to the broken hearted. Hallelujah. That is important. Taking hold of God. Taking hold of God. Let's look at Jesus himself at the hour of emergency and need in his life. In Mark chapter 14. The Bible said this about Jesus that when he was in the garden of Gethsemane, the struggle was so hard on his spirit that he went to go do something. Let's go to verse 32, Mark 14. Then they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. And he took Peter, James, and John with him, and he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch. See, Jesus had twelve disciples. He took and said, Okay, sit here while I pray. While I pray. He took three with him and he said, Look here, my soul is disturbed. Watch with me. But let's look at what himself did. Verse 35. And he went a little farther and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba Father, all things are possible for you. Take this copy away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. See, Jesus, in the hour of need, was bringing God on the scene in his life. And he had these 12 men around him. He said, Nine, wait over there while I go and pray. And then he said, Three, watch with me. But he went further alone, fell on his face, and began to pray. You see, I want to talk to you about this. Don't export your prayer to somebody else in your hour of need. Yeah, people can pray for you and pray with you, but you have to do your own praying. Bible said in James 5, said, is anyone afflicted, is anyone troubled, let him pray. You're going to have to pray yourself. You're going to have to talk to God. You're going to have to set yourself apart and find a place and a time to talk to God and do it until God comes on the same. You don't back off, you don't give up, you look up to him and aim to perform in your life. Praise God. Jesus did. Apostle Paul did. Jehoshaphat did. Let's also step up and do what we need to do. Remember? Remember? The king told Daniel, the God that you serve continually, he will deliver you. Can I close on that note? You know, this bringing God on the scene can only happen well when you are already in a continued conversation with God, in a continuous dialogue with God, in a relationship with God, where you are actually, you know, spending time. Not just in an emergency. You take the time to be with God regularly. And then when emergencies hit, you can easily go to Him. And when you have an hour of need, you can bring Him on the scene. You have to 
remember that when Daniel was thrown to the prison, to, 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 to the den of lion, the king reminded him in chapter 6, the book of Daniel, chapter, verse 16, said, Daniel, the God that you serve continually, he will deliver you from the mouth of the lion. So you have to do some continuous service. You can't just run to God and bring him on the same when you are not used to him. Spend time with God, take hold of him, and begin to enjoy his presence in your hour of need. Thank you for listening. Till we see you again, rest in the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.